Welcome to the fifth episode of the Koi Wolf Digital Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, John Henshaw. In this episode, I'm sharing an excerpt from my interview with Rusty Mitchell and Kelly Merrill. Rusty is the VP of Design and Kelly is the VP of Engineering for Android at Mercury Intermedia. Mercury is based in my hometown of Nashville and they build native Android and iOS apps for well-known brands like Red Bull, Comcast, TED, The Washington Post, and many more. In this excerpt, I explain progressive web apps and ask them whether or not they had any plans to make them for their clients. And if you eat and breathe SEO and all things Google like I do, then I think you're going to find their answers very interesting. Google has been quietly, I guess you might say, just in general, but not quietly in my world of, of search and SEO and stuff like that, has been pushing for something called a pro- progressive web app, and which we commonly call PWAs. Okay. Been doing it for years in my world. And, and it's just now, I think, starting to surface in, in your world, or it will. And essentially what it is, is it's, it's leveraging things like what we call service workers and, and which is all, it's like background JavaScript, um, things that run, always running. And, and what it does is it makes it so that you can take what was traditionally a web app that where you always have to be online. And actually, it does several things. It makes it so that it works on uh, something that where somebody might have very low bandwidth. Um, it makes it work offline. the The most basic example is literally just saving some content. So if you were on, say, a news site like the kind of apps you guys have made in the past, maybe now too, it would it would save articles or it might pull it down and then you could just read it offline on an airplane or whatever. The, the more complex versions of these are, are literally apps. I mean, they're real apps. They're, they even just released one maybe a month or two ago at their developer conference called Squish or Squish or something. And, and Is it's it a, another messaging app? No. Because Google needs like <laughs> no, more No, but it sounds like app, it could right? be. They're down to five. Yeah. Like, can you Squish me? <laughs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> please, please do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's very uncomfortable. Um, it's a, it's an image editing app. And it legit works. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. and, and so, but, but the, the thing about it is that I don't have to go to the App Store. I don't have to go to Google Play. It's just, I go to the website, and then I can add it to my home screen or whatever. And it's there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's stored. I have this app where I circumvented going through the controlled walled garden. And really just I have this website that now works on my phone without an internet connection. And and so I think just what I described right then is the reason why they're pushing for it. I think that they're, they're trying to get away from this walled garden. Um, but it also, because it's a website, technically, still gives them access to all the things that they want and need in order to, you know, serve ads. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, let's just be realistic here. <laughs> he thought I was going to say deliver the best app to the user, but what I meant to say was ads. 
is all a play to bring Flash back, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is all, this is all about Flash. And so I was curious to know, have you considered what that might mean or even considered even making a progressive web app and, and kind of what your thoughts are around that? I mean, do you think that what I just, I just described has the potential to replace a native app? Um, you know, because that means I actually only have to build one thing. It's on the web and is portable in a, you know, a no internet mobile. Um, I, honestly, I've heard very little about progressive web apps in, in our world. Um, we don't have clients that are requesting those things. Um, they, they're not really hitting um, even points of conversation in new sites. Um, that we're looking at on a regular basis. Um, so it sounds like something that has potential but is is still new enough that, or in early enough days that um, it's it's not high priority right now. Yeah, um, and see, and I find this absolutely fascinating because it's one of those things where I live in my own sort of industry bubble and this thing has been around for years. Yeah. And when I go to conferences, especially when Google has a presence there, it's what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. But this They're is, not talking about that at Google I.O. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. well they, they did it at their web development conference they just had. But, mm -hmm. but it's not... This is what's fascinating to me is I, I keep talking to people who actually build native apps for the major mobile OSs and they're like, what? Yeah. Like, I don't know what, what, like, what are you talking about? I mean, and, and, and I'm just trying to, it, it's, it's weird to go from, oh my goodness, this is the next big thing and everybody's doing this to go to the people who are actually making the things that this is supposed to replace and they have no idea what the hell it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder if it's, if it, comes down to it's just not as sexy right now for for the big companies so they're you know it, we're, everything we do is driven by you know what our clients want and you know what, what they ask for so if we're not if they're not hearing about it or it's not a hot enough thing well they're not gonna they're not gonna dump money into it so, so even if it is more practical um, which I'm not you know I'm not sure what the trade-offs would be necessarily um, it, if it's not sexy, uh, these companies aren't going to spend the money on it. And they're not. They're not going to be focused in on that. So that that might might be why we don't hear about it in the the mobile world. Is mobile and apps are super hot. I mean, having a app icon, very sexy. We like yeah, the, the, the stores. I mean, everybody wants placement in the stores and promotion and. I think even though you, you talk about it as though there's this, uh, the app stores are these walled gardens, which they are, um, and that there's probably really valid reasons for um, Google to be evaluating other approaches uh, for people to get products uh, other than through the app store. Um, there, there are advantages to that store as well, I mean, that you, you can trust what comes from it. Um, there are advantages to our clients in the fact that if they put together um, a good application that um, is compelling to their their clients, that that is in 
uh, Google and Apple's best interest as well, and that they will promote those applications. So they uh, assist them in uh, discovery, and that being part of that ecosystem, being within that store, is a good thing for them. Uh, on top of that, in you explaining kind of how the progressive web apps are working right now, um, I know that if you're on desktop and you wanted to save this um, so that you could use it later, it, it's not too painful, but in my experience of trying to save a web experience on a mobile device to use in a later date, it's pretty unwieldy and confusing. Even for myself, uh, having used these products for the last 10 years and being immersed in this on a daily basis, it can be a little confusing to like go through all the steps to get this thing on my springboard or homepage or whatever um, so that I can access this later. My mom's never going to figure that out. <laughs> you know, it's just not going to happen. So until the, the platforms are set up in a way that it's a lot easier for people to get these things and use them in the same way that they would jump into the app store and hit an install button and the things on their, their phone, it, it's not going to be as, as compelling or, or viable, I don't think. So would it be an accurate statement to say, at least from what you know and the experience you have and um, the fact that I know you, I know for sure, Rusty, you go to conferences and stuff, and I know sure. you've gone to the Apple developer conference. I assume you go to the conferences, Kelly. Yeah. That as far as you know, nobody's talking about this in your world. And, I'm sure and, that there and, are people that are, but it's not with a high enough frequency that it's, it's bubbled it's up. Hitting That's us. what I mean. I mean, yeah. in, like, it's yeah. not it's not something that you need to concern yourself with yet. And and but the other part is, and this to me is even more important, is that your customers, which in your case, your customers are pretty big. Yeah. And and I would even say, some of them I would consider to be if anybody's doing it, they're doing it type of customers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're not asking for it. So yeah. that's so okay. And and then one last layer to that is it unless it can get to a point where it's as easy or easier to essentially be on this site because it has to be from your browser. I mean, really, right. mm -hmm. and it becomes obvious and easy and makes sense to the general public that they can somehow add this over to. Um, you know, somewhere on their screen, like we were saying, you know, home screen, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's, it has a, a long way to go. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that this was Steve Jobs' vision for the iPhone initially. You know, he stood up and, and tried to pitch everybody that we didn't need an app store, we didn't need native apps, that you could just do all this stuff from the web. And that lasted for nine months before, <laughs> or about nine months before suddenly... We had uh, an app store that was ready and going, kind of, uh, if, if you kind of look at the behind the scenes, uh, a little bit against his will initially, before he came around to it. You can listen to the full 50-minute interview on Coywolf at coywolf.io slash mercury. Thanks for listening. <laughs>